This is Identity at the Center. If it has anything to do with IAM, this is the go-to podcast. Now your hosts, Jim McDonald and Jeff Stedman. Welcome to the Identity Center podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm here at Identity Week America, flying solo as my partner in crime, Jim, is in the West Coast at the Octane Conference. Uh, We've been partnered up with the Identity Week America folks for a while now, and I thought it would be only fair to let's hear from them. And I have some ulterior motives here as we're going to get into those questions in a little bit. But I want to welcome to the show for the first time, Molly Taylor. She's the conference producer for Identity Week America and Asia. Welcome, Molly. Hello. Thank you for having me. And we've got also got Johnny Drape-Common. He's the sales and exhibition manager for Identity Week America. Welcome to the show, Johnny. Thank you, Jeff. So first off, off the bat, we were talking before we hit record. And, you know, just to pull things, the curtains down, is... You guys didn't know you were going to be on the show until maybe an hour ago. I'm thinking Correct. roughly kind of about yeah. that. I was like, hey, what do you guys think about, you know, sitting down and recording something? Because my thought process here is not a lot of people really understand what goes into putting on a conference like this. A lot of people who listen to the show, myself included, attend conferences. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of the consumer <laughs> of, mm-hmm. the, of the hard work that you guys do. And I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about what goes into creating a conference like this. Um, I asked you before we hit record do you guys consider yourselves identity people? And I thought it was really funny. You guys both said no. <laughs> um, Molly, though, this is your sixth, is on like the number six mm-hmm. identity conference. I think you might be, and you just don't know it yet. I think I'm on, I'm on the journey. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I, I see myself as a conference person, but I definitely have loved kind of launching myself into the identity space. Um, and now I think, as you say, I might be an identity person. I'm, um, I'm, I'm loving it. I was um, previously a startup manager, um, and now I'm, I'm working production. Um, so I've had a really nice overview of kind of both the end users and the, and the vendors in the ecosystem. Um, we, we, something I absolutely love about these events is that we have this startup village. So you really get to see innovations as they are being created which is incredible um and uh yeah so so i'm i'm kind of i'm i'm very immersed in it now yes um and have met some brilliant people um um from the conference i'm i'm producing our american and asian um editions so um it's i'm loving it it's great so johnny do you consider yourself an identity person you're like straight up nope straight up no (laughs) i'm not an identity person uh i am an events person I spent the past five years working in events um, I worked for the parent company in Singapore for the past four years doing events across eight or nine different industries in total so identity and biometrics is now maybe like nine or ten so I'm just fully immersed in in events since I've only been working in on identity week for nine months now so I think in order to think of myself as any sort of identity person, um, I would. I'm going to need a couple of more years. We we bring the identity people together. Ultimately, we are the facilitators. I think, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, we're, I'm I'm being persuaded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. Coming to like it. Yeah. 
So Johnny, you've worked across uh, several different industries and conferences, it sounds like. Is there something different about identity? Or are we pretty much the same as like other conference types? Are there any compares or contrasts that you can think of? The one main differentiator that I found with identity compared to every other event industry that I've worked in is we have, a, at least in our company, and we have very obvious business models where vendors come and they meet end users. And, and that's a very successful way of putting on an event is to bring those two parties together. Whereas in identity, everybody wants to meet everyone. Vendors are partnering with, with other vendors. There's system integrators. There's uh, The government is, is obviously a big part of um, the ecosystem as well. And, and actually, it's more of a... a a very large get-together where um, everybody knows everybody at, at, at almost all sides of the party and whereas in other industries it's working very hard to bring vendors in front of end users. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, just uh, adding to that it's something about, about identity. I have only worked in identity. Um, I'm sounding more and more like an mm-hmm. identity person. Welcome. But, well, um, that's fine. <laughs> just come on in. Um, but I think what is amazing is, is how it reaches every end of so I mean we're so not limited in, in terms of profile of, of the kind of person who, who comes it, it, it really does reach every, I mean it reaches health from healthcare to government and everything in between you know finance all the kind of verticals um, and I think that's really really special because from an organizer's point of view um, it just means that you get to meet a really wide range of people which is, is, is super cool so and great podcast. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So tell us about Identity Week. Who is this conference for? So um, Identity Week has been going on for a, ver- a very long time, um, but it has kind of evolved. Um, so it started off as, as kind of revolving more around the physical documents and secure credentials area of things, which we call secure document world. Um, and has evolved to kind of incorporate everything that we now associate with with modern identity, digital identity, biometrics, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you know every, everything. Every, I don't need to tell you everything else. Um, so um, we've. Who I, I guess I guess that's that kind of it says it. So we now it's it's really anyone who sells an identity product and uh, or who is innovating and creating identity identity technology um, and anyone who's using it um, that is really and so that's a huge amount of people right um, that is all of us we are all are consumers of identity technology um, uh, and and I'd, I'd say that's who the conference is is, is aimed at um, historically and, this yeah. has been focused on government I think um, yeah. But I don't, I, I says I, this is my first time being at this conference and so far mm-hmm. so good. I'm having a great time. Uh, making, making a lot of connections and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, is that still the focus or do you see this expanding out because identity does touch so many different, you know, industries and so forth? I think it, at, at its core it was um, definitely a, a government a, a government focused event um, just purely uh, based on its, its subject and also its, its location. But that was at its core and mm-hmm. now it is so much broader than that um we um have kind of a huge a huge range of of attendees um and um you know uh, financial services uh healthcare 
um, telcos. Um, so it's kind of yeah, and well. the event is growing. And for example, this morning we had we had uh, the same amount of attendees signed up came this morning in the first hour than the whole of the event um, last year. And, and as it grows, the the government portion grows, but all of the other portions grow as well. And actually now when we when we go away afterwards and we look at our statistics and things like that it we're really just trying to bring the whole ecosystem together and um so if you if you are thinking about attending identity week america because you like to meet government then um <laughs> this is the place to be <laughs> but if you're also wanting to attend identity week america to um, meet with other partners meet with um other industries from the, the likes that, that molly said of banking and finance and healthcare, then um, it's now also very much becoming the place to be as well and um, I think that's that's a, a good way of phrasing it is just in terms of bringing the whole ecosystem mm. together um, yeah. absolutely and I think it's unique in that sense I think um, we, we are super lucky to be to be able to bring all of those so I mean it's very rare to be able to get as much government as we can get because of this location whilst also being able to, to to bring the whole the whole industry together so we're very very proud of that for sure can we talk a little bit about what goes into a conference like this because like i said i'm a consumer typically of this mm. and i'm sure there's a lot of work that happens behind the scenes <laughs> that, to make this happen when did planning for this conference start so planning i'll put it into perspective planning for 2024 has started for this conference so it's already underway for next year yeah so over a year of planning yeah so and, and we're already negotiating with certain people for 2025 yeah. as well it's it's um it, it's all yeah so so it's it's a long process um <laughs> i think it, it's a long process from the production point of view because of how much how how closely we need to follow the industry as well over the, so so much can change in a year um and i think that um the earlier you you start with that the kind of the the better the better grasp you have on on how the how it's evolving over over the year and what we need to make sure we incorporate that has changed since the, the previous edition of, of of the conference so i think that that's super important um and um and and also, just because it takes a lot of work, it's a, it's you know we were over three thousand attendees, over um, over three hundred sponsors, exhibitors, startups, over two hundred fifty speakers. It's a it's a lot of people, um, and it requires a lot of time. So, yeah, yeah, and and I don't think I don't think many people sometimes realise all of the different uh, areas that go into perhaps putting together a, a conference. Before I worked in this industry. Um, you turn up, you meet a few people, have snacks, go home, <laughs> everything's happy. Your boss asks you how many meetings you got, mm-hmm. um, and that's that. And and actually, there's of course you see the with Molly's role in, in production and mine, um, which is in sales. There is also a, a, a whole team, um, a whole team of operations. There's a whole team of networking. There's a whole team of marketing. There's a whole team of VIPs and startups. There's a whole team of media. Um, there's senior management as well. Uh, we also have a whole team of, of temporary staff that we use too. Um, so there's so many different, um, so many different cogs moving at the same time. And um, although there are some cogs that are very much 
uh, external, um, being a salesperson, I'm about to say the word client facing, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are many, many more behind the scenes that are, um, I would say, far more important than what we do that n- nobody really sees. So we're in Washington, D.C., so we have to talk politics. What are your thoughts on the government shutdown? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> are there politics when it comes to putting on a conference like this? Meaning, you know, there's one vendor and another vendor and maybe partners and things like that. As far as like physical location of booths, things like that. How much does that come into play when sort of establishing and setting up, you know, where people will be based out of? Yeah, it, it comes into play. Um those those decisions though primarily go down to go down to the the exhibitors themselves but of course um some exhibitors want to be next to their partners and some partners don't want to be um next to perhaps certain departments or or other companies um and then some people want to be right next to each other because they love the they love the the competitiveness and who's going to build the bigger booth or um or or particularly in, in lots of industries we know that lots of people um have worked at one company are now at another company and they're actually facing their former um, partners um, so there is lots of things like that um, I guess it's partly my job to um, to to know about all of those things <laughs> um, but I leave that leave that to the identity people to um, to argue about yeah, we do our due diligence <laughs> for sure <laughs> what's next for identity week well as Johnny said even the attendee, you know, we, we hit the, the attendee numbers for the full conference it, it just this morning. Mm-hmm. So it is truly just just getting bigger and bigger. Uh, we are, I think, I think a huge part, um, a, a kind of component relating to the growth of the of the conference is those um, new companies that that, that that join our startup village mm-hmm. and then grow and kind of we. They're, they're, they're with us for that journey which I I just think is amazing I've seen it from from the you know um, from one year to another they start as a, a startup and, and then they're an exhibitor and so on and it's and that's and that's amazing I think that is something really unique about the conference that we kind of are nurturing those companies um, um, into, into the the growth and and um, I think I think I think that's that's a big part of it I think you know just just the attendees like we say we, we we've we're broadening so much so it's it's a matter of having more attendees having um, a wider range of, of profiles um, um, within those att- those attendee numbers um, and um, I, I mean we've got so many speakers <laughs> uh, and so many stages there is there is so much content um, and I think that is that is the other thing we start at this beginning of the year we start with like a certain number of sessions and then you know uh, whilst researching we are constantly finding more topics to incorporate into the agenda for the following year and 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 understanding what needs to be added and what where the appetite is for discussion and i think content wise but that that is that is how how it's growing for sure so in each area it's growing which is which is amazing to see really yeah and there there will be in terms of things to come there will be new initiatives that come relating to attendees and things like that and our identity week portal um too but also hasn't been mentioned we have a new venue next year so it is walter e washington convention center uh, we're actually moving downstairs into hall c which sounds super boring 
Um, but due to popular demand, uh, there's just more space down there. There is more space. Um, it, t- today, at, at times, I was even struggling to walk down the gangway, which of course is great for attendees when it's very busy and exhibitors. Um, but due to popular demand, we are moving downstairs next year um, into a brand new a brand new hall. So. Very super excited for maybe that's for us rather than <laughs> others <laughs> I, I should also say we're launching um, a new initiative which I'm, I'm really excited about called transformative women um, um, within the identity um, ecosystem um, so that is launching at our Asia um, event in three weeks in Singapore November 6th till 7th uh, 7th till 8th I am wrong um, and um, that is um, a kind of uh, what is the word I'm thinking of? It's it's a it's a platform um, for for um, women within the industry to um, kind of share ideas and and um, and we're, we're setting up a news newsletter. Um, they'll have a stand at the conference. Um, it, it'll it'll be a kind of place for dialogue and and discussion about inclusivity, um, about. Um, um, also, also just achievements and, and celebrating the women within the identity space. Um, we already have the amazing women in identity as a partner for the for the event, and they will they will certainly be involved. Um, so we're really really excited about that, um, and um, kind of um, you know it's it's a really cool part. Of our, inclusivity is a very very cool part of our event, um, and um, yeah, this initiative is something that the team is is really looking forward to launching in Asia. So uh, I, I, I'm actually a member of Women in Identity, which yes. sounds kind of weird just being a guy, but certainly an advocate. We've had, we had Kay Chopard on a while back when she yeah. was the executive director of that. I think she's moved on to Kantara mm. since then, but certainly a you know, group that we definitely support. So if Fantastic. there's something we can do on the podcast to help get the word out, Fantastic. let me know. Open Love invite. To. I know you guys are both super busy, so I'm not going to take up any more time, especially this kind of being last minute, at least from your perspective. I planned <laughs> it, but I didn't tell you guys about it. Um, <laughs> I was in the UK earlier this year for vacations. I was in London, and I had a great time. The one thing that people had always told me, though, was, oh, the food is going to be not good. And I had the opposite experience. All the food and drinks that we had were fantastic. So I went there to watch the Chicago Cubs play the St. Louis Cardinals in London Stadium to see American baseball in London. It was, it was fantastic, great experience, all that good stuff. Um, what When you hear me say... UK food is not good, or at least that's the the word on the street. How close to blows are we going to come? Do I need to like put my shields up? Do you guys agree with it? Where do you guys feel about that? So we're going to let Johnny, the food the food expert, take this one. But what I will say is that I I think that British food itself has very little very little character. <laughs> but I think uh, I grew up in London. It's a melting pot. It's it's brilliant. It's it's super diverse and amazing which means that um we have loads of loads of different amazing food that's really not produced cuisine, really. by us yeah. it's not produced by us well it's 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 definitely um um not to credit brits for um but um that's what i would say johnny i'm gonna, I'm gonna no pressure johnny why tell me about uk food i think british cuisine get, gets a bad rep um <laughs> and it depends i think that one of the having moved from maybe the best foodie country in the world of Singapore into London very recently um, London and England 
gets a bad rep for British cuisine. And if we're talking about British cuisine and we think about um, bangers and mash and sticky toffee pudding and... <laughs> sounds great, actually, but <laughs> lots of things that people don't necessarily love. Well, I think um, most people associate, like, fish and chips, right? Yes. Or something like that. But the, the beauty of, particularly London, the beauty of places like London is that you... It is so cosmopolitan. It's so diverse. Um... And you may not find uh, the best British food in London, um, but you will find incredible Italian food, Japanese food, Indian food, um, pretty much every, pretty much everything. And because of the, the huge amounts of, of immigration that we have into 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 those cities, um, the best thing <laughs> the best thing about it is really the, the food that that we have in those cities and you you make you will probably find the best italian food in in italy and you'll probably find the best japanese food in japan but you'll find the second best japanese food <laughs> in london and the second best Jap- uh, italian food in in london and um i will i will go to my grave defending um any food food in london because uh it's it's fantastic and also as well yes England, the UK gets a bad reputation for food, but if you head out into the country, or you head to Scotland, or you go to Wales, um, or if you you cross the water and go to Ireland, which is not the UK, but if you go there, um, you will find amazing local foods, local produce, um, just like I'm sure you do everywhere else in the world, um, local veg, local meat, and um, it's, uh, it's... it's bloody brilliant. I've never felt like such a traitor. I feel incredibly <laughs> unpatriotic now. But um, yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys taking some time here. Um, I know you guys want to get back to the show and and help make sure the rings and things are running. Smoothly. Run around like head. Yeah, chickens. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. We'll have a link in our show notes to both your guys' LinkedIn profile, so that way people who have questions or comments or whatever they can reach out to you, as well as a link to the Identity Week Amer- Identity Week website because there are several conferences that fall underneath that banner. Uh, you can find us on the web. We're at idacpodcast.com, Twitter, IDAC Podcast, Mastodon at IDAC Podcast at infosec.exchange. Um, check out our LinkedIn page, our YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for being part of this. Thank you for the invite. This has been a great experience, and uh, hopefully we'll do this again next year. Thank you Absolutely. so much, Thank Jeff. You. Thanks for having us. All right. We'll talk to everyone in the next one. You've been listening to Identity at the Center. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at identityatthecenter.com and find us on Twitter at IDAC Podcast. See you next time on Identity at the Center.